troops. Welcome back to the Granite Zero podcast. This episode is in association with Inner Armour, life-changing psychology. But before we kick off this episode, a quick shout out to the great and powerful Infusion CBD. Infusion CBD is not only the best in the UK, but it is scientifically proven to help with mental health issues such as PTSD, depression, anxiety, sleeping disorders, eating disorders, even aches and pains in your muscles and joints. I use it. It is fucking brilliant. Full stop. And the best in British. Award-winning CBD. Also, this podcast is brought to you by Right Flank. Now, Right Flank is a veteran-owned, veteran-run company and produce some of the best fitness apparel out there. It is fantastic. Put in the promo code FLANKED15 at checkout for 15% off, but also go and check out the Right Flank Support Group. Right Flank Support helps veterans, helps anybody that is struggling with mental health issues, feeling down low, depressed, and feeling like they can't go on. They will give you the support you need. Now, this has been five months in the making. First, uh, Al McGregor, the CEO and founder of Inner Armour, is on the show. Yes, he is. And he sought me out. He thought that the podcast was a brilliant platform to get all my darkness out of my system. Now, before we did the show, he did some of the inner armour techniques on me and opened me up like a fucking can of Coke. He was amazing. Uh, Al is amazing. The inner armour project is just second to none. It is fantastic. Check it out at innerarmour.org. That's innerarmour.org. Check them out. He is amazing. The course is amazing. It is literally life life-changing and life-saving techniques, skills, drills that you need. And this is part one of our first conversation. Part two will be coming out as soon as possible. So, without further ado, welcome to the Granite Zero podcast. Al McGregor, Inner Armour. Check it out. So the listeners, before we um, hit record on this, we did um, a quick 45 minutes of um, the inner armour coaching and (laughs) Al opened me up like a fucking packet of crisps. 
in a good way. In a good there's way. Me, in a good way. In a good way. Yes. There's me yeah, yeah. opening my soul, <laughs> almost, mm. um, and getting quite emotional. Um, not to the extent where I was full blubbering like a baby, but I believe over this weekend I will be guaranteed. Yes. Totally. Well, that's the plan. So that is the plan. Uh, the listeners know Inner Armour because I talk about you guys quite a lot, actually, on quite a few episodes. And we had the great and powerful Aaron on before. Uh, we were mm. supposed to have yourself on, but you got sent away to, were you in America, I believe? I was, yeah. yeah. So you are the CEO, founder, creator. Yes. All-round yeah, yeah, yeah. magician with a wonderful <laughs> beard. Absolutely, absolutely. Yes. Where, where did the where no. did the idea come from? Um, yeah, good question. Um, about ten years ago, um, so I kind of started as an inner city school teacher. Um, real, real hardcore. Um, was really hardcore <laughs> in like in kind of gangland territories in Birmingham and London, and really uh, enjoyed it, and really enjoyed um, relationships and people and rapport. Um, and it was, I became the gang liaison officer in Birmingham and I just got people. Um, and it kind of comes back to, I should have done psychology at school, but was told I was too thick and didn't have maths. And I was like, oh, all right. Um, so eventually when I kind of got over that and got the confidence up, um, I did a master's degree in positive psychology, um, but 10 years ago. So the wellbeing is very trendy now. Um, and mental health is quite trendy to talk about, which is good. And it's good that that's opened up. It was not a decade ago, and it certainly wasn't for men. Um, my kind of boss at the time, head teacher at the time, was like, don't do this, do educational leadership, you want to be a head teacher. And I was like, no, I don't think I do. Um, and it, it blew me away so much, it gave me a breakdown. It was so good. And the kind of site, I realized, one, I could be an academic and I could do it. So that, that was a real positive. Um, buried myself in books and just became obsessed with it. Um, didn't speak to anyone for like two years. Um, <laughs> but um, but also the, 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 the science behind people at their best, something about that I really liked. And whenever you say psychology, people freak out and still yeah, yeah. run a mile. You know, it's like, because it, it's, you know, it means losing your jobs. It's psycho nuts, depression, sad, lonely. It's all bad. Um, and this was the psychology of the good stuff. And, you know, I kind of sat there listening to all these professors and all these and stuff and I was like this is really good but there's no way you can get this to the front line and even then I call it the front line the kind of teaching front line um and then I've spent the net the past 10 years trying to make that happen um and so you know I'm a starter for teachers I, I was really why do some teachers burn out and crash and other teachers don't yeah. um and what I found was and was heavily criticized recently actually on an American podcast for um was that it, it wasn't about resilience it was about post-traumatic growth and this idea that we kind of, as a human race, we think that we are way more resilient and way more tough than we are. And actually we're flesh and blood, you know, that's it. We haven't got a big yeah. sting, we haven't got an exoskeleton, we haven't got whatever, we're flesh and blood and um, we're far more sensitive than we think we are. But there's a balance between, you know, crying all the time and not doing anything um, and being vulnerable enough to kind of, to make those bonds that are made in the piece of military. Anyway, blah, blah. so, um, <laughs> you know, getting the long version here. <laughs> um, so yeah, set up in Rama and um, love the name. I was like, I, it's a big Trojan horse for kind of getting in and kind of helping people. Um, and originally it was three weeks long as a course. <laughs> 
um, yeah, brutal, absolutely brutal. Full, I'm like, you know, eight till six, three weeks. And as part of them, I wanted to kind of put in some kind of coaching. And I had this method that has now become the Inorama kind of coaching method that we're known for. Um, that again, started from another degree I did and looked at coaching um, and was like, this is great, but it's not fast enough. And it's not deep, it's not fast enough, and it's not deep enough, you know, and it's, it was coaching related to performance. So it was, what we, you know, what's your next objective to be promoted? Um, and so I started messing with it and changed it around and spoke to kind of friends and University of Newcastle, um, came back, did it over here. And then finally the past three years, I think, um, yeah, two and a half years ago, I was doing it in a school in Hackney, in London, and a Met Police sergeant said, police could do that. And I laughed and said, yeah, but you guys have all got like psychologists on hand, surely. And he said, you have no idea. We have nothing. <laughs> it's like, nothing. Um, what do you mean? Well, like, well, you know, if you put a hand up and say we've got a problem, we've got stuff. But nobody does because we're cops. And I was like, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. And so we, we chatted and stuff and he kind of, he was re so excited about it. He said, would you do it for police? And I was like, well, yeah, you know, I don't know, I don't know how this is going to go. Um, so he got in trouble for it. First of all, every time, every time we booked something with Standard. police or military in the first year, you know, it would go up the chain and, and we'd get in the back door and someone then would kind of blow the whistle on us, but whatever. Uh, but he wanted to do it so badly. He booked all his team on the same day off and came and did it on a weekend, which I thought was really cool. That's, incredible. Um, that, that's a lot of, um, fucking effort as well like and mm. it showed that he really wanted it which mm. is a good thing obviously yeah he's yeah he, i mean like you know he'd seen it <laughs> teachers in hackney tend to kind of be half teachers half police anyway <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um <laughs> they work quite well but but it it started something in me of um i need to leave this me behind this education me like that's not me anymore like it kind of was me and i'm proud ish um i think you know there's a lot of problems with the education system but that's for another day um but this was this was very much my calling i had a very much like i can do this like i've got the kind of badassery to pull this off the stupidness to pull this off but the academia as well and it just doesn't sit right with me it started with police without saying you know these are the people who look after us when it all goes wrong yeah you know? and the likelihood that i call 999 and i get a depressed anxious recovering alcoholic cop looking after you know i haven't got kids but whatever let's say yeah, yeah. your kids whatever that's not on and that's a system fault that's a system it and, is. and and also it's not um go on sorry buddy no no i'm, just, I'm literally just gonna add on to your point there i literally did this with um the last podcast i did and we went into the discussion about defunding the police and and what have mm -hmm. you and the fact that they need more training and i even br i brought that up um I didn't mention inner armor at the time. Um, I was like, I wanted to, I was like, Oh, there are things <laughs> could be happening in the pipeline, but I can't talk about it. Oh, you were sworn to secrecy, <laughs> weren't you? Yeah. yeah. Thing, I was I was like, like, can't one. talk about it. I want to. Um, <laughs> and I was like, there isn't enough. Um, I was like, they're burnt out. Yeah. They're going through all these yeah. protests and, and people blaming the police for everything. And, like, like we saw, semi discussed, they're probably waking up now, going, "I don't want to go to work." Yeah, and you don't want that from your from your blue light services, any of them. 
But yeah, yeah, exactly. a, a good mate of mine, exactly. I, I believe, a good mate of mine would would benefit a lot from from this coaching. Um, my best friend, I'm going to name. I don't know if he listens. He should. My best mate. Um, <laughs> Uh, my best mate Nick Anderson, he's a he's a paramedic, and he's got yeah. a lot of issues going on at the minute. And I was like, every every now and then I'll send him a text. You're right. He was like, oh, I've had a bit of a down week. It's like week. You had a down. I tend to have a down day. Um, yeah, yeah. If I've had a down week, there's something I, I haven't self evaluated and self um, diagnosed myself to pick myself back up. I was like, Jesus, man, why why don't you phone me? He's like, oh, yeah, 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 don't yeah. Bo- uh, he's like, I don't want to bother you. I've got lots on at work and things like that. It's like, mate, I know you're doing the job that you want to do. You, you're making a difference. Fucking hats off to you. You're burning yourself out, mate. And I think that's yeah. a, a lot of the blue lights from fire service, paramedics, NHS, doctors, police. Yeah. They're all in it in the minute. Yeah, you are. You're absolutely right. And I think, you know, even the kind of word veteran, you know, like it kind of goes beyond military, you know, I think any, basically to me, like I've kind of recently changed my, um, yeah, well, I, th- I think if you're willing to give your life to save a stranger, to me, that's like, that's what a veteran is. Yeah, and then yeah, you need yeah, that service, like that's it. And um, that's been my kind of core the past three years. And, um, you know, I was born to do this. Like, and, and you know, I would die for this. I, die, I would die for you because you guys are willing to die for us and i think most civilians if you turn it around you go right, that cop standing there would give his life for you if it came to it right now it doesn't even know you and that's how it's going to be and not only do we as the civilian population for police and military not do that we film you have a laugh and then share it yeah this. and i'm like i'm like yeah i'm like that's not on you know or kind of you know the stuff we did in the u.s and spoke to u.s special forces which we'll talk about in a minute you know, and they're like, they call us baby killers. Yeah. You know, you get like in a, in, out in a shopping mall, kind of shopping complex. And I'm like, if, if you knew, if you knew, you know, and I don't know, you know, but like, it just, it just, so no one was shouting about this and no one had anything powerful enough. And, you know, you've just been through it, you know, it's, we're just in the UK on all levels starting to flirt with well-being, positive psychology, mental health. Um, and, you know, to having spent, you know, 10 years being into this and kind of practicing it and honing it and stuff. My whole argument has been, it's not powerful enough. Inner armor yeah. is powerful enough. And we want to get this to everyone um, for free. And I think, you know, I want to make it kind of clear, like to listeners, that are quite a heavy criticism we get a lot is, yeah, but you're a limited company and you're commercial and stuff. I'm like, too fucking right for the following reasons. One, I've done it for free for years um, and ate beans and struggled and got into debt and the whole stuff. So, you know, one, that's kind of fair enough. Two, if you're going to make that kind of impact across that many levels, there are thousands of veteran and police charities, people who are doing things off their own back and putting themselves into debt and having problems and making it happen. And three, lastly, most importantly, is my vision is one, to get that coaching free at the point of delivery through app, through video, through whatever, like the NHS for police and military, by police and military, for police and military, um, but also to employ as many people as I can you know so to kind of get to a stage where you know almost like fa- like the Facebook thing you know it, it should be free at the point of delivery um but to hoover up these incredible people who want to make a difference and who are like you just said it with your mate who were already having phone conversations and video conversations with their mates trying to help them we're saying yeah. look let us teach you this 
takes you three days, let's go for it, let's do it. And so the vehicle for that, I played with a community interest company, I played with a charity, um, and came down to actually, no, 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 if we're going to do this, we do this properly, and we go yeah. big or go home. Um, and, um, you know, it's, we're aggressive enough, um, positively aggressive enough to punch through, and we are beginning to punch through. Um, and my hope is, you know, we start, we tap through the dam, and and a whole bunch of other services that I know are already out there that are fantastic. They just haven't got the recognition they deserve. You know, and our whole intervention was saying, like, and I think we talked about it just before we press forward, like, um, if you had this training in, it sounds like I'm self-promoting, let me change it a little bit. If you had the idea of learning about positive psychology and showing these guys and girls how to achieve happiness and peace and the good stuff before they go into the dark places of the world, um, and to look after that and cherish that and protect that, then you know it's gonna. It, the impacts are huge. The impacts are absolutely Definitely. huge. And I think where where we are now, there. Yeah. So the last sorry, that's a very long answer to your question is, um, and then my uh, brother-in-law is a Royal Marine, and so as I kind of begun with police, he just did the same thing. Like Royal Marines would do with this. I went fuck off. Come on. Really? If you, you must have some stuff, like, whatever. He said, yeah, there's loads of, you know, there's loads of training, but there's nothing about using psychology for good before you start. And, yeah. and massive credit to the, I am the biggest fan of the Marines because they, they have run with this. And we've been, uh, been to Devonport and that's, spoken that's awesome. to, you know, all the way up to the commanding officer. They're all behind it. And one of the reasons this weekend is happening is um they're like right let's 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 pressure test this so I'll because, to, um, yeah, you know i'll have to give you uh the info for the uh air commodore of the uh, my regiment because i'm sure oh, that really? he would he would run with this and he's he's really into my podcast for a start he loves it fantastic um, um which which is i think was all like as soon as I, I posted something out and the regiment retweeted it or whatever it was and i was like wow hang on what <laughs> um <laughs> pride yeah pride well, man pride they, yeah yeah exactly the, this is one of the things like we discussed one of my things that i need is more pride in, in what i do um and i have to say that the podcast is one of the biggest things that i'm proud of because like 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 we discussed yeah. i'm quite an introvert that has to become <laughs> an extrovert and sit in talking like when i first started i'd sat, sit and talk to myself yeah. and a lot of people would go well you can't be an introvert if you can do that they have no idea how much balls it takes when you're fucking shit at thinking that you're good at something if, if that makes sense yeah um, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially if you hit record and then your missus phones you and you lose the recording and have to redo it all. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the best. Um, but I want to yeah. just touch on a couple of little points that you made about how many charities and how many uh, yeah. things are going about. Like today, for example, um, when we've hit record on this is, is obviously the 10th, which is World Suicide Prevention Day. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I, I did a post for it, of course, because... Granite Zero is about mental health. Um, not solely about mental health, but that is basically why I started it. However, it bugs me. And the same with 
mental health awareness month or mental health awareness day, mm-hmm. they bug me because that should be every day. Mm-hmm. You don't just have it on the 10th of September because people just commit suicide on 10th of September. That's, that's not the case. Yeah, yeah. You should be checking with your buddies all day, every day. And I find that when I first started, I got a lot of shit and recently they actually apologized to me really yes they did um and i i thought it took a took them a lot of balls to do that and i was shocked but also i was i'm not one to hold grudges i i kind of understand why they did it they're a bit blinkered in the terms of of mental health and that sort of thing and the fact that it is popular to get likes and things like that if you do a mental health post i find yes yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and a number of people that I've spoke to, and I, I take the piss out of it all the time with the fitness industry. They they <laughs> they they're whoring themselves out for likes, and I think a lot of these um, mental health posts are more to get the likes and looks on their profiles than the actual. Yeah. Excuse me. The actual caring about someone's mental health, where I I literally. I've, I've put myself out there to a many, many different veterans and, and veteran causes to say, if anybody is struggling, fucking send me a message. Like I, I, I was a bit, um, I had a lad that actually, uh, DM me personally on my, um, Instagram. He was having a bit of a shit day. Um, unfortunately I saw it not until the next morning. I replied to him straight away to make sure he was all right. He was, he was fine. Um, and I was like, look, here's my mobile number because sometimes I don't always see my fucking Instagram messages. Cause yeah. yeah. And it's like how many other veterans are actually, or, or not so much veterans, people are actually putting themselves out there to say, look, if you're struggling, here's my number. Yeah. And then, and the- doing a fucking shit post <laughs> to get yeah, a couple yeah. of likes. Yeah. And it takes work. Like if you put your number out, um, you know, and you get a call. And I think, you know, more, I was going to say more people should do this. I don't wish, you know, harm or kind of anything on anyone, but like, you know, it sounds like you've kind of been there and like, and I know I have and stuff and like real suicide is not funny. You know, it's cold and it's dirty and it's nasty and it destroys people. And um, I think more particularly, I mean, you know, you focus on the military community, more and more military people are being, um, so generous and volunteering their time and kind of standing up for their friends and listening to their friends leaping off a motorway bridge, you know, and their skull exploding on impact and they can hear it, you know? And, and, and so that's, that's not a kind of social media type friendly story and, you know, would be blocked by Twitter immediately. Yeah. And and I completely agree with you. And I think my kind of motto within armor has been, um, we're going to be consistent and we're going to be powerful and we're going to be aggressively positive. Um, and I don't mean, you know, we can be, we'll empathize and be negative. We're not going to kind of ram it down people's throats, but we're just going to be consistent. And we're going to be there. And I made a decision um, quite recently to kind of um, lock down my Twitter for purely for the reason of, I'm just a bit done with the noise. As you yeah. say, as you say, you know, it's like, if you mean it, go save people's lives. If you mean it, you know, like the money will come. If, you, if you're good at what you do and, you know, that's it. And you kind of, 
you, you know you want to make a and, and I don't blame people for that if they want to earn you know a decent salary from doing this I think that's fair and I think so many people you know do this for free and that's great but so I get it but I think you're so right in that um it's become so trendy excuse me that it's now kind of oh you know they're having a mental health day and it's swung the other way and excuse me um so it, it's now kind of like well Where's the substance? So, you know, you see yeah. so many well-being speakers. And also, like, I think something that we really, we really stand for, or I really stand for, is it's not about me. You know, like, this, is, this is really, it's, it is really luxurious to kind of be, you know, talking to you and I said at the beginning, you know, how impressed I've been with your podcast as opposed to a lot of other podcasts. Um, because it is so gritty and it is so real and it is so raw and it's you having the courage to open it and, um, you know go into the dark places and i find that very maybe that's how much i don't know very attractive because it's just that's human nature it's like it's kind of it's all bad if you look at kind of stuff you know there's let's just if you just real take all the good stuff out and look at the real world you know people die of cancer you know veterans kill themselves i mean let's you know you could talk about it for 10 minutes and everyone just goes oh god what hell however to me there is light in every dark tunnel you know, and this thing about post-traumatic growth, um, which is my kind of specialist area, if it was going to be, if you're going to kind of call it that, a yeah. positive psychology just got to me so much of this idea of, um, and the metaphor, people have heard, lots of people have heard about it, but like, I'm holding up a cup, right? <laughs> we were listening. You know, I think in the West, we, tr- we view being broken as, um, you drop the cup, the first time, you know, you're dumped, the first time you're abused, the first time something bad happens. And we mend the cup with super glue in the West. So it looks the same. It's good as new, only it isn't. So we're a little bit more careful about how we treat. So if we take, you know, take you, you know, so like so Sean, first time you smashed, we're like, oh, let's be a little bit careful. Okay, whatever. Second time, more breaks, more super glue. Third time, fourth time, fifth time, sixth time, seventh time. So you end up with this cup that's held together with glue that looks good as new, but you know, you flip that and it's going to completely crash. And, you know, and the kind of the message is Pandora's box. You know, yeah, the thing yeah. I get a lot is, Al, we live in our armor, it sounds great, but we don't want to open everybody up so they can't do the job. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. However, post-traumatic growth almost sim- in a much simplified version kind of rests on this Japanese notion of um, Kinso Kori, this idea of um, the first time you're broke, a real thing, you know, worth a Google. Um, they mend the cup with gold, gold lacquer in kind of posh houses. Um, but the idea is you're more valuable for being broken. Yeah, and you're yeah. stronger for being broken. And to me, that there's something about that when we started working with military about a year and a half ago, that coincides to me with rank. And I kind of, I never got rank as a kind of, and I never think I will fully, you know, until they've kind of been there. But, you know, if we start to maybe change the way we look at it and go, this, this person has been broken down and re, I mean, you said it yourself, broken down, rebuilt time and time again, has seen and done things that are beyond what human beings should have to see and do that means they're more valuable. And so, you know, somebody who's completely as fucked as you, there's no cup left, just gold, you know? Gold <laughs> um, cup, mate. Yeah, and I think that that whole, people say, you know, is in armor a tool? And I'm like, I used to say yes. And I'm like, now I say no, no, it's not. It's a mind, it's a complete internal mindset change. Yes, the coaching is a tool, but this is a full on change in the way you think. And it's, you know, the course is very much about um, the interactiveness and people literally with Lego building their new identities of what they want to be and then casting off the old shell like, you know, a kind of snakeskin. 
Um, which is why we have such visceral reactions and people throwing up and people crying and people getting angry and then coming back and, you know, all that kind of good stuff. Um, but, but yeah, this, this, you know, it makes so much sense to me and something is, is beginning to chime with a lot of people about post-traumatic growth. However, recently, you know, I made a big mistake and I, I like being wrong. I think kind of when I'm wrong, particularly when you're publicly wrong, like a humdinger, yeah. you know, like podcast to thousands across America. Right. So, Last week, last week, and I was trying to explain this and I wasn't taking my own advice. I did like a 16 hour day um, and it, the time difference was massive and I thought it was a half hour podcast. It was a three hour podcast and it wasn't just me. I was on a panel for a summit um, and I'm really kind of, we're very involved in North Carolina and the US and Australia and that's our kind of core police market and then um, the UK kind of military stuff. Um, and I was trying to explain this to this um, uh, police doctor and I kind of, he was like, you know, so are you saying, you know, as a, as a cop, we see a dead child and we should, you know, find the good from that. And I was like, yeah, I'm saying it. And understandably, you know, he was kind of a bit like, that is absolute bullshit. And yeah. I kind of was half asleep going, yeah, it is. Like, absolutely. And I kind of, it's something I want to kind of stress to listen to growth is, is a grappling process that takes time. You know, you don't, you know, yeah. I think, and I think every time you do it, you get faster and more efficient at it. And that's just my opinion. That's not backed up by research. The post-traumatic growth is backed up by research massively. What I have seen in armor is when people get their head around this, they start to kind of apply the interventions and apply the coaching and kind of saying, right, yes, that was awful. Yes, that person is now dead. So we're not denying that, okay? It's awful. You know, you can see the skull fragments. I'm not gonna, we're not gonna pretend this is, you know, a picnic. However, what can you take from this to make you a better dad? That, that, now, if you do that straight away, you're gonna get a punch in the face. <laughs> and I kind of explained myself and I backtracked and, and it was kind of fine and I was a bit embarrassed, but um, it's good every now and then to be wrong. Um, but but it, that, that grappling of the process, and I think also to trust you guys, to trust the people and not pretend that as, uh, you know, for me as a positive psychologist, you know, or psychologists or clinical psychologists or external people, you're never going to get it. You're never going to understand unless you go do it. So you want to go and do, you know, you go and spend a year in Camp Bastion or Fort Bragg or Afghanistan or you treat yourself, you know, because I don't want to treat myself because I'm quite happy being normal. You guys have messed up. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, so, yeah, I think that, that is important. It's important. And, and yeah, getting passionate now. Anyway, that's good. Cool. <laughs> I, I like I like your passion for it, and it's yeah, massively. It's like, um, I die for it. and it, it's it's amazing to to see someone so passionate about something. And I found that once I was diagnosed with what I've been diagnosed with, I became more passionate about trying to be better and trying to help other people that could be suffering the same, if not worse than what I'm doing. And really good. Which, which is why we sort of mentioned previously when we did a little bit of the coaching, I was like, I, I don't feel like I'm fulfilling myself. I'm not, mm. I'm not proud of what I'm doing in, in work wise, podcast wise. I am. I love it. Takes me. Yeah. Like you said, it takes me a little bit. It's, no, nobody's ever actually known that by the way that I, yeah. I literally have to go right and what annoys me like i said earlier as well timekeeping 
if I'm late for it, that makes me more anxious and nervous. And then I start pacing about the house, especially if I've got one of the blue tick br brigade on, like I've had on before. I had uh, UFC fighter Jack Shaw, Liz Carmouche, uh, Mason Jones. I don't know if Josh Bridges has got a blue tick or not, but it's one of those like added pressure because they are famous people. Yeah. They're fucking normal people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you'll it's then true. go in, what happens if I do this conversation and it just plummets? And then you're like, oh, hang on a minute. It's like, and even logically, like you've done so many of them, you know, you're going to be able to style it out. You know, you, you're a skilled, yeah, I, I try I, I my know, best. I know what you call it. Yeah, no, you did. Do, do, I've been listening for ages. I'm like, I enjoy it. I'm like, yeah, this guy's got it because it's it's resting on your authenticity. I think what what we kind of we struggle with. I think I think it's a UK thing as well. It's, it seems to be different in different countries, but 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 similar is self talk. Like we talk to ourselves like crap. You know, kind of in M, yeah. we do a kind of 90 minute keynote and some people are like, you guys look terrifying, but we are interested. Will you come and do a talk? I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool. And then if you like it, then you can, you know, buy or not or do or not. And um, and then talk about that, you know, imagine, and all of you, all of you at home, okay, or wherever you are listening to this, imagine you take all your clothes off, right? Take all your clothes off and look in the mirror. Do you say, damn, you look good. Oof, looking good there. Of course you don't. Now, it doesn't matter if you're supermodel, doesn't matter if you are ripped, doesn't matter, whatever. And then you think about the fact of, are you the same person you were yesterday? Well, of course I am. I'm Al, you're Tommy, whatever. Really? So from a cellular level, you've got new cells. But you think about yourself 10 years ago, are you the same person? Everyone's like, no way, oh my God. So why would you be the same person in 10 years' time? So if you continue to talk to yourself like crap, you will feel crap. And mm -hmm. that kind of, it's such a simple thing, you know, mastering that kind of talk and get into a positive self-talk and it's not being I, I you know say it's a lot it's not being arrogant it's being accurate you know so we're about to go into this military course which you can now talk about which is great um but not hey. worry um, <laughs> um you know and do they want to know do they want me to come up and go yeah well I'm, I'm i'm into this we'll have a blast thanks for giving up your time for like two and a half days and you know traveling from all over the country and you know, it's good. Or do they want me to go, right, I've got this degree, this degree, this degree, this degree, and I die for it. And I'm really fucking good at what I do. Um, and I'm going to make it happen or I'm going to die trying. Now that is accurate. It's not arrogant. It's accurate. And I think we, we, the British psyche is not ready for that. Americans are way better. They're like, yeah, oh, Americans good. love Let's it. Let's go. Um, we we had that. We go in, so in, far the other way, don't we? Oh, we they are. So far the other way. We're oh, like, okay. yeah, well, you know, I'll give you a fucking example for that, actually. So in, in, in Bastion, so last tour, hence Granite Zero, last tour. Um, yeah. If I was on a day shift, I'd start at, I think, I think it was six. So it'd be six till six in the morning, six till six in the evening. Um, the Americans were there a, an hour earlier, I think. So you had Sergeant uh, Anthony Gammons, who was in front of me, and you had Sergeant John Metzger, who was in front of me to the right. And bearing in mind that they're both, inverted commas, higher ranks than me, but pretty much doing the same job. I know, I know uh, Gammons listens to this, yeah. so you are the same as me. <laughs> um, and I had no rank. Um, anyway, but I'd walk in, and the opening line from Sergeant Metzger was, Good morning, warfighter! And I was like, Fucking hell, mate. I haven't even had a fucking coffee yet. 
chill out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you better be bringing coffee. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm like, can I, can I go and have my fucking brew before you start shouting good morning warfighter to me? Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, no, massively, massively. And I think it's, um, and I love it. I love, I'm very proud of being British. I think it's ace, you know, and we've, we've got it, we've got it nailed. Uh, but I think perhaps it doesn't this is um, the negative side. We, we don't, cannot seem to talk between my experience particularly men particularly british men we just really struggle with talking about the good you know um and that comes from our dads and our granddads and uh, the male line and the male psyche of if, it, if there's a problem we want to fix it and then we want to look for the next problem and fix that but actually the conversation about strengths you know and you know one again one of the kind of key pillars of positive psychology is psychological strengths um and kind of set the homework for the military cohort, you know, to kind of go off and do this test called the VIA strengths test. Again, like Google it, check it out. Um, and I think so many of us go through school not knowing what we're good at. And then you know, you, you made to choose. Oh, I, I did that little option. thing. You know, I did it. What did you get? What did you take one? I'll tell you. Hold on. I'll be impressed. I'm well impressed with this. Uh, I screenshotted it and sent it to me, Mrs. Uh, where is it? Did she say, yeah, yeah, that's you? And yeah. you were like, really? So, is my, oh my is this the, the strengths and characteristics thing? The VIA characteristics.org. That is the one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I've got, I've got six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, awesome. number one, I've got kindness. Number two is humor. And number three is fairness. And then four and five is bravery and teamwork. Okay. And did that? Interesting. So how did you feel when you got kindness as number one? Oh, I was well chuffed for that. I was like... Be honest. Yeah. I I saw it and I was shocked. I was like, really? Most people look at me and think, well, I'm the grumpy Northern bastard because I'm fucking from down (laughs) south, living down south, even though I'm not Northern, by the way. Um, (laughs) But... Yeah, my, yeah. my missus has said it before that I tend to try and help other people before I try and help myself. I was just going to ask, have you found that overusing that strength your whole life has got you, is pretty much behind all the problems or trauma you've ever had? Yeah, I think so. You know, unless it's kind of random trauma. Yeah, I think that... You know, Putting others before myself, I never really too kind, yeah. and then it's kind of whatever. Yeah, and and you find that. Tell me, I mean, being on. being too kind to, I, I, like I said earlier, um, I always had a thing that I like. I liked people liking me, um, and putting others before myself, and then. I got shat on quite quite a bit. It then was like, why why would I keep doing that? And then it's like, well, no, you should go out and help other people. And it's like getting little death by a thousand cuts. Maybe it could be the yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. And you do. I think this is it. You kind of it's like your blueprint. And um, I came across the VIA. Um, there's a guy called Ryan Nemec. He's um, 
American guy who kind of was quite involved in this. And then when the research behind this, they went to like every human civilization they could find from, you know, tribes to, you know, cities to everywhere. And nobody knows about it, you know, outside the positive psychology community, people are like, well, and schools are just getting their heads around this and kind of a lot of education is, is which is great. And they're kind of figuring out. But I think so much damage is done to you at school, you know, particularly when you cross 67. You know, you um, very quickly, like, I mean, just like you were saying, you've got to fit in, this is how I fit in. And our actual sense are, you know, oh shit, I really like your podcast, it's nice. Just to kind of, <laughs> you know, I don't always do this, this is this is our, like, raw, like, and, but yeah, the strength, I think, and finding your sense of knowing what they are and being able to kind of use them, um, is, is your key to happiness. I think it's so many keys to happiness and um, organizations which are inherently selfless. You know, you give yourself for this, for, you know, for the UK, you give yourself for the Queen, you give yourself for, you know, whatever. And then you're all of a sudden, we're talking about mental health and it's asking them to reverse all that, forget all that and think about yourself. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not gonna work. Now, ironically, we kind of almost, we manipulate that in the course in a really good way in that, you know that kind of old adage of fair enough you know, it's kind of good and we kind of argue against that a little bit and kind of say how do you know when you're not okay because usually you're the last one to know it's the people around you can figure you, out when you're you kind of hit on the, the fucking nail on the head mm. massively um, and so our whole um method recently spent a lot of time with um a professor just kind of going can we get this training into a position where we train people to be able to put the oxygen mask on the person to their left? Because if everybody does that in a unit, in a team, in a family, in a country, in a whatever, then we're laughing, you know? So, you know, and, and it will be, you know, as we go to go through this course, I love the fact we're doing a kind of before and after, which is really good, you know, but you, your job will be to look after Mark and you're just yeah. concerned with his well-being, his stuff, his things, whatever, because Steve is concerned with yours. I'm concerned with Steve's and the cycle repeats. That means that you're focused, it's sharp, it's on point, you know, and, you know, it's, and it's, and ironically, it's already naturally there. That tribal human element of how we should be living, which is, you know, the way often cops and the cops, not so much now, but like military, certainly. Oh, the military. Brotherhood or sisterhood. We, oh my God. We, yeah. we, we are, I'll, you probably you probably know this already talking with the with the marines like you said we have the buddy buddy system mm. so it's always your check you should be checking on your oppo is what we would say and yeah, and yeah, yeah. The, the way you described it then is is perfect so i'd be checking on fucking robbo mm. where fucking davo would be checking on me tomo mm. gonna throw all the o's in there why not um, it's like australia they do, they put O on everything, it's amazing. They do. do, you, mean? You, yeah, do you get that from the bottle, though? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go down the bottle line, mate, yeah. Um, <laughs> Go on, carry on. But yeah, it's the buddy-buddy system, and I think... Talking as a, as a military veteran now, that sort of semi disappeared it's coming back in now we've now got well from my regiment 
perspective. We now have a thing called Linked Rocks, which is pretty much like LinkedIn, but for fellow rocks like myself. That's our nickname, by the way, the Rock Apes. Um, <laughs> but that sort of gets lost. Like I've said on numerous podcasts, like you've probably heard, I, w- I was lucky that I've got two of my best mates literally live down the road from me. So we can do our little buddy-buddy check. I did it with my mate Chris the other week. He was feeling quite down. My missus sort of pointed out to me, it was during the lockdown phase, or coming out of the lockdown phase, should I say. So he's having his hair cut. My missus cuts his hair. And she was like, Chris didn't seem himself. He wasn't, he wasn't chatty. He wasn't talking as much as he normally does. As soon as she said that to me, little fucking alarm bell ringing in the head. I was yeah, like, yeah. Right, I'll send him a fucking text. She was like, no, you don't need to do it. I went, no, I do need to do that. He was literally, yeah. you all right, mate? And he went, yeah, just feeling a bit. And I went, and I literally just put meh. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> he went, that, that's exactly right. And he went, yeah, Kate mentioned that you weren't very chatty getting your hair cut. Usually he's fucking talking your ears off. And he went, yeah, Emma said something like that. And it's exactly what you said. Yeah. Other people will notice it before you do. Even even my kids notice it with me. Yeah. Like they'll say, "Oh, Daddy's been a bit snappy today." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daddy's yeah, yeah. sort of sat on his own in the shed, and then the missus will be like, "Why were you sat in the shed?" It's like oh, I just needed yeah. a minute. Yeah. And that and and that and it's interesting, isn't it? And that's where it ends because you know you we're not we're not tooled up enough. Tell me, you know, I said it wasn't at all, whatever, but like it, you know, it, we're not, yeah. there's nothing you can say. Like, what, what do you say? Well, you can listen, you can try and empathize, you try and call them. Like you say, you know, you can, like, I'm going to reach out. What are you going to get? Well, you don't know. Are you going to get anything? Are they literally lying, bleeding on the floor? Is that it? Have you missed it? Yeah. You know, and the guilt of that and kind of whatever. And I think um, what I'm really proud of, I think, within our armor is it kind of, we found a way to get positive psychology coaching, which is really what this is. Um, as a, this list of questions, you know, like your man, you're like, right, I need 20 minutes. Have you got 20 minutes? Yeah, yeah, I've got 20 minutes. Right, bang, here we go. And fire through them. Because often they don't know what's wrong. They're like, I just, like you said, I just feel meh. I don't know what it is. Now, going from meh to putting a rope around your neck often can be seconds. You know, yeah. like it can be literally that that dangerous. And kind of, um, one, of the, one of the great things about being kind of a bit more commercial is, you know, looking at the insurances and the kind of the backing to make sure we can do that properly, safely researched, you know, like this weekend, you know, like I've met, we've got the world, what I think is one of the world's best professors in investigative psychology, checking me out, you know, to kind of be like, right, is this, can this work? Can this kind of go like we think it can? Yes, we can. But I think part of being a, a real academic is you have to be prepared to be wrong. You know, yeah. and that, like, like you said, with the likes and the mental health likes thing, like, I think inner armor is the bollocks, okay? Because <laughs> I've seen it save so many lives all over the world, whatever. And I'm very passionate about it. But that's a problem because I'm biased. It's my everything. Yeah. So there's, of course be, you are. it's twin to my identity. So all that kind of stuff. It's yours. So I need someone to come in and I want to know, yeah, 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 you know, and kind of I want to know everything wrong with it. Like, tell you know, what's going to happen. And I am convinced someone will do this coaching. And then they will kill themselves. And, you know, we need to compassionately and sensitively kind of work. Yeah, definitely. I reckon 100% they would have done it anyway. 
and I kind of and a bit like as 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 almost uncaring and brutal as it is, but to take a step back and go, you know, that's maybe one for a thousand we've saved. Yeah. You know, and I think I just don't this like you say, the system's already there, the buddy system's already there. These men and women are kind of locked together, and the civilian population will never understand ever. Yeah. No. And so let's stop trying to pretend to understand. Let's give these guys the tools. They're not thick, which is a kind of real perception. Of it like, is a perception. And you're right. You are right. You, know? um, you, you get the perception, especially with things like the infantry, right? And um, mm. we'll use the infantry as a, a brilliant example here, because if you if you go into the army or the marines or the air force regiment, and you go in as infantry. It's literally at the bottom of the fucking scale. Yeah, it's, and treated it, as such, isn't it? And treated yeah. as such, yeah. yeah. Like, I'll take my regiment, for example, with the most hated regiment within the whole of the military. Because, Mate, that's because you're in it. <laughs> yeah, I was in it. It, yeah. it. Basically, because we're not army, but we are infantry, so they hate us because they're like, no, you're the fucking Air Force. You're not Navy, so you're not a Marine. You're not infantry. And the Air Force hate us because we're pretty, very, almost identical to the fucking army where we're infantry. We think like infantry, but we're part of the Air Force. Anyway, I digress. Um, So the infantryman goes in and we learn how to kill people, basically, or maim. Um, That is our job. We literally do, or the army and the marines do milling where they beat the fuck out of each other to show controlled aggression when i went through basic training we did bayonet training where we literally marched on the spot shouting kill 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 um and then stabbed dummies with fake blood getting blood all over us um i got headbutted had my fucking eyebrows split open to make me angry to go in fucking kill the enemy and then basically told now stop and control it you're like okay so you you do that and then you go on tour and pretty much the same the army marines and that they'll and even the raf reg as well you'll get into contacts and you're in and you're in the shit i can speak and say that i never got that side of it um, that's not what my mm. mental health issues are from, from getting shot at and things like that. I got indirect fire from, from bombs and shit, but that doesn't matter. So those sort of guys are going through the shit. The guys that are in Sangin and, and Fallujah and, and things like that, constantly under contact. And then, hey, you need to go home and be normal. Yeah. Go, go, do the same as yourself, hey, yeah? Hey, wait, ah! wait, though, wait, though. We're going to do something really nice for you. You get one day decompression in Cyprus. Cheers. Is it, was it just a day? Wow. One, one day, right? And then you arrive back in the UK. Your missus, your family, your kids meet you off the coach. Cool. See you in six weeks or three weeks or two weeks or whatever the, they give you at the time. Go and chill out with your family. Wow. Oh, yeah, you try doing that. Fucking constantly on edge. Jumping out of your bed at night. Fucking. 
Yeah, I checking your vehicle for for mines and IEDs, and 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 they're like, and when you go through it, right, it's it's mad because you're on a constant sense of fucking heightened aggression and and sense of stress. All this, it's all fucking, and then it's like, just be normal. I can't be fucking normal. I'm not normal. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, this and uh, this is it. This is it. There's not sorry, go on, you first. No, no, and then and then you you say you you've you have got a fucking tool. You say it's not a tool. You've got we'll use it as a tool because we're in the military and that's what we do. Let's say tool, things. we'll say tool. We'll use now. things as tools. Um Yeah. What what we never have or have never had is the the tools and the instruments to deal with it before it happens so that you know when it does happen, I've got to do it like this. What we have is, or when I was in, is a thing called trim training, which I'm not sure what the yeah, acronym yeah. is, but it's, you've already got it. You, you've already seen something that's, or, or done something that's affected you. And then you go and see your trim bloke and he's like, are you okay? Yeah, cheers. Okay, cool. He said he's okay. Yeah, yeah. That's it. He said he's okay. He's fine. He's not fine. He's he's a soldier. Yeah, yeah. He's a soldier, an airman, a marine, a fucking sailor. He's been told, if you say you're fucking feeling shit, I'm going to give you shit. You're going to be a pussy. You're going to be this. Mm. It's like, mm. we need to get rid of that. That's what we need to get rid of. Yeah. It's Completely. A, it, it's um, all right. It's okay if you if you've seen someone get his fucking legs blown off. It's okay for you to feel like shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's um, this is uh, you're so so spot on. I think the um, you know, if a civilian, if a civilian man, I don't know, you know, the uh, you're a manager in Barclays. Someone breaks in your house and shoots the legs off your missus and then leaves. You would be. There, there would be counselling, there would be time off work, there yeah. would be, you know, financial compensation, there would be everything, you know, and, you know, for that, and then you kind of put on the top, you know, you're defending the nation's interests, you know, and yeah. I think what's, what's been really awesome, I think, what's been really awesome is, like, right up to the top, like, Downing Street, Johnny Mercer, uh, that level gets it, and the bottom level gets it, and the middle level <laughs> like, seems to really struggle with this, and it's the same for policing and it's the same for like um like Cressida Dick. I think Cressida Dick, uh, the commissioner of the Met, is one of the best women, best people I think I've ever seen. Her leadership and kind of whatever. However, there's kind of there's people in the middle of that organization um that block her at every turn and kind of fight against it and the whole thing. And big organizations move like oil tankers, you know, you turn the wheel and then five years later the thing moves. And I think um <laughs> There's so much noise about mental health now that they're realizing, I think Ministry of Defense in particular, which I'm, I'm a fan of big time, you know, I think it has done some really good stuff. However, beginning to realize that there's a problem, but how scary as an organization to realize you've got a problem and realize there is no solution. And I think that's yeah. where, to me, that's where policing military is. And it's not that we think, or I think as you know, in was gonna save the world and whatever, and this, you know, yes, it is a tool technically. It's a training package and it's a tool and that's it. However, you know, it's, it's a blueprint to saving lives. And I think more and more people are kind of getting on board. And um, 
my hope for it and my vision for it is it does just bust through that dam and unifies and links all these people who are doing great stuff for veterans and kind of whatever and gives them a bit of a purpose and, and the psychological backing to say look what you're doing is fantastic and here's the science behind why it's working don't stop let's all go this way let's yeah. stop trying to go in different directions and all pissing about and whatever let's we're all going and we're going this way and this is how we're going to kind of fix this and i think what you've said is spot on which is you maybe you don't even need to ask for help maybe this comes in preventative yeah, at the yeah. very beginning of training you start off learning about your head before you get a weapon before you get you know basic training start off this is we're going to talk about positive psychology and about how to hold on to the good stuff yeah, and yeah. build the good stuff for yourself um and we're going to undo the damage that school has done to you you know which yeah. often kind of too often erodes people's confidence i think kind it, of, it, it's a an awesome well, i'm going to say it again an awesome tool to have and like you said before you like even in the first four weeks like i mentioned i felt like shit hmm. first four weeks 20 years old, never moved, never lived away from home, never been away from home on my own. And I go off and join the military on the opposite side of the country. Jeez. That affects yeah, you straight yeah. away. And I've, I felt like shit, didn't want to be there. Luckily, I had my brother and my dad taught me, taught me into it. Best thing I ever did. Best job I ever had. And everybody knows that. I should have been, I should, should have been a career man, but things got, brought up that I needed to make a change and I did it for the, for the best intentions. Um, hmm. But having some sort of like back, back then I would have thought if you got a fucking depression or whatever, what, what you, some sort of fucking emo ch chill the fuck out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Ha having, <laughs> having um, a bit yeah. of fucking positive psychology training would be perfect at the start like hmm. here's here's a few techniques a few things that you can do if you're feeling shit think about this do this and you you will get through it and even to the point you've done that you may like sort of go all right, all right cool but then you get onto the stage like when i was i literally was on squadron a couple of weeks before we started pre-deployment training to go to Iraq. So mm. it was like during that pre-deployment training, why don't bring it in then as well, just to reinforce you, you may go yeah. out on a patrol and you might have a mate that gets struck by an IED. You deal with him, get him to the med center, blah, blah, blah. You get back to the barracks. Here's some things that you can do to help, Lift your mood, lift your spirits, talk to each yeah. other, this, that, and the other. Guess what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is not even mentioned during pre-deployment. Hmm. It's, yeah, get the guy to, to the med center in the golden hour before he fucking pegs it. It's all about the casualty. Obviously, at the time, yeah, he's, he's fucking most important. What about afterwards when you're yeah, on yeah. your own? Yeah, that adrenaline comes down and you're going to sleep that night. I mean, what, you know, like, this yeah. is what I mean. Like, what does that do to you? That's, that's a form of torture. 
you know like you kind of and especially if they're, they're someone you know and you care about well you if know, you think about like, it it's, it's not but, like they're in hospital and you can go see them and give them flowers yeah like you yeah do a civilian. if you think this about is, it you've done yeah. your shit they're gone yeah you just go and chill out and yeah you'll be fine like yeah what? so if, <laughs> it, if, if you think about it that way yeah occasionally you would have to do something on a on a local course but most of the time you're it's one of your mates one of your oppos like my yeah, brother found it difficult when i was when i was talking to him like i i i i thought i was all right with it personally like i was like well i wasn't directly involved with it but mm. i was in a way so my uh he was a corporal when i went to iraq and i was on his flight he was a fucking top bloke um when I was in Bastion, I was obviously in the command center on, on zero. His vehicle struck an IED. Uh, he lost both of his legs. The other two lads were all right. They obviously got him out. But I was the uh, the signaler that was receiving the call. And and getting wow. the call saying that basically you get the pin number through. So it'd be like, for, my, for, for example, mine was Tango Hotel... Uh, four, three, nine, eight, eight, nine. I can't remember now. But anyway, that that that, that would come through, and you'd have to look it up on your sheet next to you, and you go, "Oh fuck, shit!" Like, like when it came yeah, through for me, I was like, so insane. You're like, it's oh, like God. fucking Robo," and it's like, yeah. but you haven't got time to then deal with that. You have to go right, speak to the air desk, get him ready. It's like, "Hello, Granite Zero." It started off like this, like, "Hello, Granite Zero. This is." Two zero Bravo contact IED wait out. It's like fucking hell. So you get you get yeah. yourself all stood by, and then it's hello Granite Zero. This is Granite Two Zero Bravo Nine Liner pin, and then it would mm. do the pin injuries treatment given and all this, and you're writing it all down, pass it over, and then you're like, right, who is that? It's it's fucking Robo. Fuck. Get yeah. it all done. He gets medivaced, and then. Thank, to be fair, thankfully, the watchkeeper behind me went, Tomo, mate, go, go, and, go and have a, a few minutes to yourself. Go and yeah. process what you're doing. And I was like, fucking hell. So I went, went into the portaloo, fucking had a bit of a fucking, had a bit of a cry, thinking that my fucking mate's going to fucking peg it. Yeah. And then it go back in and crack on. Basically, got to finish my shift, didn't I? That that happened at like lunchtime, I think. I've got my tour diary somewhere, so I've got to look it up. I think it was, I think it was like a lunchtime. So I've then yeah, got yeah. another six hours worth of work to do. Jeez. And, and I don't think like civilians definitely wouldn't understand that. Unless, apart from obviously the blue light services. Um, obviously, yeah. Not, yeah, yeah. the police aren't really civvies, but obviously, but an office worker doesn't understand that. Yeah, like <laughs> I joke about it. So this is one of my my little fucking jokes I have with some of the team, and uh, I, I sent it to the lads on my WhatsApp group as well. So we <laughs> had a we had a, like a, a site visit from uh, the landowner that I work part yeah. of doing security. And annoyingly, one of the tasks was I had to go and clear all the fucking Asda trolleys. And I was like, I don't even work for Asda. Yeah, why, am yeah. I, 
<laughs> in my in my head, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Get, why can't fucking Johnny Dickhead go and collect them? So yeah. I was doing it, and I took a photo of it, of like my hand on the trolley. I took a photo of it, and I was like, sent it to the lads, and I jokingly with the other lads at, at work, I was like. I've done three tours of duty for this country, and now I'm pushing fucking trolleys. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Who the fuck are these guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it is that that um that lack of pride, isn't it? It's kind of it's yeah. being asked to kind of being trained for, and your whole goal and praised and celebrated for doing the military stuff. And then you kind of come home where you're not praised, you're not celebrated, nobody cares, you know, and that is it. That is, it's a, it's a different world. That, that is the main, Mm. main driving force to a lot of the mental health issues within veteran community is that, lack of self that lack of self-purpose that lack of pride yeah. for in it yeah and, yeah and that was that, that that as we hit with our little 45 minutes worth of 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 coaching that was one of my ones was my lack of pride mm. and fucking hell <laughs> you, you don't you as a as a as a man as a, a veteran as a husband father you, you literally don't think of that at the time, yeah. you glot. You, it's one of those like I'm the man in the in in the family. I, I've got to be the strong one. I'm gonna gloss over all my fucking problems. Like I'm gonna super glue it, not fucking yeah, put yeah. the gold in there. And I'm gonna crack on, make sure everybody in the house is all right before I go. Hang on. What about what about me? Yeah, yeah. And one day it becomes too much and people, you know, the US yeah. cops toilet like painting the walls. You know, pick the gun up and that's it. I'm like, right, I'm done. You know, and there is nothing anyone can say to them at that point to talk them out of that. Yeah, even even, you know, in armor coaching, nothing. Like I say, it's yeah. too late then. I've got um, another example for that. And hopefully um my brother doesn't mind me talking about it. Uh, I'm sure he won't because because of the day that it is. It's Darren, He's, isn't it? Is it Darren? Yeah, Darren, yeah. He's the one yeah, that I called me up. Yeah. It, he when, once this weekend's through. Um, I'm guarantee you he would love you on his podcast. He's got one called Obsessive Conversive. His podcast and he's um, cool name. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that that's how his mind works. Brilliant. <laughs> it, 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 Brilliant. Yeah, but his one of his very very close friends. He's he's lost a few, but. Um, one of his real close friends, he, he, uh, he took his own life and my brother saw him. It was either the, that night before he did it or it was the day before. I, 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 I'm not doing it justice, but um, he literally said they had a good conversation. They were chatting and he was like, you can talk to me anytime. Just phone me if you're feeling shit. Just mm. phone me. And he was like, yeah, no problem. And Darren, Darren was saying that usually he would fucking drink and drink and drink and then he would fall asleep because he was so pissed he mm. said that night unfortunately he uh he ran out of drink before he passed out and he was like all right now now's the time and yeah. and it's 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 really sad because he, he was such alex was such a he was the i i didn't know him personally but from what i've read what i've seen 
and he was the, he was the life and soul. He was mm. he always wore a dicky bow tie, little things like that, mm-hmm. and he was just a fucking brilliant bloke. And it, and it really affected Darren, and I'm sure he needs he needs to talk to you. Darren William Thompson, you, the you need to talk to yeah. Al from Inner Armour. He will open you up. <laughs> like a package. He, um, he, Darren, Darren is... He's a very strong but sensitive person. And a lot of things affect him and he, he will then start drinking his wine and what have you. And then he doesn't articulate. He's very articulate. However, he doesn't articulate himself very well. I know you're fucking that... listening. <laughs> is this is it people listening like now now? Is it like no, no, he's not now? listening now. Oh, now. Just, oh okay. That's okay. Um we'll say hi. Hello Darren. Um yeah, I think you, what you said about articulation is really good. Because because I think um I I don't know if we said this recording or not, um, but like you know, we can't articulate as men what we want. You can't okay. even say it. And if you can't say it you can't conceive it you can't see it in your head and that kind of almost isaac newton thing you know kind of yeah 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 i'll you know i'll believe it when i see it i reckon it's the way around i reckon you'll see it when you believe it if yeah. you believe like you know the question you know one of the questions in the methodology is you know about visioning and your vision for that kind of whatever a lot of people struggle they're like i've got no idea what that looks like well if you can't see it like it's like inner armor started in my head it's now real and it's a real thing that's happening but i had to see it and believe it to make it happen yeah. And I think that's that's the power of the happiness and the positive and joy. Like joy is lethal, you know, pure joy. In, and that, that's drugs. You know, people take drugs to get to joy. Like, and then you take that away from someone and they lose their mind. <laughs> like, oh my God. But that, you know, step one, can we articulate what we even want? Do we yeah. know what happiness looks like? Most of us, not really, particularly in the UK, <laughs> you know, uh, having a few pints with the lads, you know, whatever. And ironically, we do yeah. get there in the pub. We do get there and we talk about this stuff. But so many of us are so drunk when the time happens, we can't remember it the next day. We end up feeling kind of crap. So, yeah, I think this, you know, when we can start articulating what we want and a lot of the, the course that you're going to go through you know, is, um, is that, is learning the language and having the confidence and not in a patronizing way, but like to be able to assert, if you say, right, yeah, this one, this is who I am and I understand that now. And I'm going to drop this mask because it's exhausting. Um, and it's okay to be this, that, the other, not perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then second is, right, this is what I want. And I'm going to go for it. You know, and, and there's, there's so much strength in the dark. I think that's, that's what perhaps sets me apart. There's a really awesome review came out in Australia recently about some of the stuff we've done there. And they were saying this, this owl guy, it's weird hearing about you. And I try and make it about everybody else so much. Um, but they were like, what sets him apart is he doesn't look for the light in the light. He looks for the light in the dark. And I was like, I love that. And that was really cool. I was like, because like there that. is, there's so much light in the dark. And I think so many academics and civilians are so frightened of going, when it's like the conversation we've had, you start going into suicide and the tough stuff. And you're like, well, no, to me, to me, like it's, it's not tough because there's so much authenticity there. And there's such yeah. a freedom with saying like, you know, yes, we fucked up. Yes, we made mistakes. Yes, you know, we did this. And, you know, let's forgive and drive it forward and kind of whatever, as if you kind of, you know, like I don't wear suits anymore and I love it, you know, um, and I've been criticized so much. So it's like, how oh, you really should wear a suit, you know, you're talking at a police conference. And I'm like, no, man, like this is, 
this is who I am now, you know, that dude died genuinely, that dude like is not, is not there anymore. Um, and it resonates with people. And just like your podcast resonated with me because you would, you would just unapologetically, this is me and Sean Thompson. And it just, it's, I want to help people. I want to support people and give everything I can to people who do that because they often have really negative self-talk behind that. I'd be like, you were saying they're like, you know, yeah. as we all do, you know, I'm not good enough. Oh God, I'm messing this up kind of whatever. Whereas I am sure there will be one person who has listened to one of your episodes and decided not to do something stupid and you'll never know about it, you know? And I'm yeah. sure there's more than one and I'm sure, you know, your family would, would corroborate on that. Um, and that makes you a hero. And, you know, it's Emma looking at the time. Jeez. <laughs> but like, it's, it's, it's a really nice point to kind of almost conclude on, you know, you're an yeah, everyday yeah. hero because you've done it time and time and time and time again. Yeah. Would you call yourself a hero? Of course not. No, definitely not. Um, but like, how, how nuts is that though? How nuts is that as a kid? If you said to a kid, you know, like this person has gone off, they've risked their lives to kind of do something for everyone else and save people's lives and whatever. And if you're not a hero, then who is, you know, and kind of that arrogance, accurate thing, like it's accurate things. And so, you know, taking care of, that's really patronizing, upskilling and arming heroes and these people and making them see, making you guys see, you know, like actually what you're doing is incredible and I could never do it, you know, is the smallest of kind of gifts or contributions to society. Um, and if that's, you know, and that's why I go on police shifts, you know, and if, if I get shot in January when I go to the US, then I get shot, you know, it's, it's a worthy thing to die for. And I think if more civilians stepped up and helped the police, kind of the military and actually looked at that and go, maybe he wasn't in the military, maybe just were, you know, then we just have a better society. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, like you said, to conclude, I'm already getting text messages saying you're supposed to be doing a quick one. Um, I literally cannot wait for this weekend. Um, I really can't. But to enforce your uh, your saying, little uh, little quote here. So from my daughter's favourite book, of all or books from all time obviously it's harry potter Amazing. professor professor dumbledore you'll always find light in the darkness or you know all you need to know is where to turn the light on mm. i know that film yeah, says that. yeah, yeah. I, I think i may have got yeah. it slightly wrong but did my best no, no. i think you're pretty close yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it's um it's awesome, you know, to kind of come back, you know, and do part two afterwards. Oh, genuinely. Yeah. That's gonna yeah, I'm gonna take over. I'm gonna host it. I'm gonna host that. Oh, podcast. you feel and free. And you're gonna be the guest <laughs> on Granite Zero. And we'll Definitely. see what you thought. But um no, awesome and thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. Very, very honored. Super good. It's been an honor and a privilege for myself to have you on, mate. Honest. Been way too long, but <laughs> worth the wait I'd say so those of you that are listening stand by for episode 2 with Al it's going to be probably even more incredible than this one 100% it's very nice <laughs> let me just uh, flip this off and then uh, where's the stop there, we go. there you have it part 1 
with Al and what an amazing guy is enthusiasm enthusiasm for this life changing psychology is just breathtaking and he is literally you get drawn in by his character his personality his overall awe about him um and especially his pride towards the uh towards the project and it's amazing uh coming up though uh, we have part two with Al, which will be coming out next week. And also we have the great and powerful Mark Omrod coming on the show. Um, so stand by for that to drop. Um, without further ado, thank you to Inner Armour. You know, without them, you know, I wouldn't have uh, the skills and drills now that I can use when I get stuck in those dark places. So big shout out to Inner Armour. That is innerarmour.org. Check them out. Also, to Infusion CBD, powerful Infusion CBD with the best CBD out there. It's amazing. Scientifically proven, as you know. And Right Flank. Now, Right Flank, again, veteran-owned, veteran-run, and they are just fantastic people. Um, We've had uh, Steve Nichols on the show. He's a fantastic guy. So, without further ado, I've been Tomo. This has been the Granite Zero Podcast, and we are out.